This is Solid Talk. Speaking out loud in depth. Check it out. Speaking out loud in depth. Cancel culture can't keep me in check. In front beginning, gotta tell us what's next. True believers, they can come and connect. Call in or even come as a guest and show each other respect. God bless you, family. Praise the Lord. My name is Brother Greg. This is Solid Talk, speaking out loud in depth. God is good. He is worthy to be praised. We are in the series of the seven pillars of the beast system. These systems that the enemy comes up with to basically gain and conquer territory amongst mankind. His goal is the same goal as God's is he wants your soul, but he wants your soul for the wrong reason. God wants our souls to save our souls. He wants us to, to have eternal life with him in eternity. But the end, the devil, he knows that he's defeated. He knows that his days are numbered. And so he wants to take as many people with him as he can. The scripture says that hell was created for the devil and his angels. It wasn't even created for us, but unfortunately, uh, broad is the way that leads to destruction and a lot of people are actually going there. So what we want to do is we want to be on a straight and narrow. We want to be focused to be able to uh, keep pushing forward in the things of God, keep staying on the right course, make sure that we don't fall for the schemes of the enemy. And one of these schemes that he has is this scheme of religion, right? Now, when I say the word religion, the first thing that a lot of folks are going to think about is what? When you say the word religion, the first thing people think about is probably something like church or a faith. Maybe you're thinking about a church building. Maybe you're thinking about Islam. Maybe you're thinking about Judaism, Christianity, Buddhism, something like that. You're thinking about these constructs that we have in our religious cultures, right? These these different um, ways that we have to approach, quote unquote, higher being. Right. But the truth of the matter is, when it comes to religion, the way that the enemy approaches religion and even really uh, the Lord. Right. Is this idea that religion is not confined to the four walls of a church building. Religion is actually in every fabric and in every element of our society. So when we talk about religion tonight, we're going to be obligated to go over a lot of the other things that we discussed before because it's not just about being in a labeled religion or a faith it's really just about how mankind is living while he's down here on earth because there's so much that we do that's religious that we don't even recognize it as religious right and so when you ask somebody on the street hey you know what i'm saying uh you know, where are you in your walk with the Lord or do you know Jesus Christ? A lot of times the first thing they'll say is I go to church or I grew up in church. It's because our minds have been conditioned to say religion has something to do with that building over there or those people over there wearing that funny looking outfit or whatever the case may be. We have this association. And so when we talk about it tonight, um, we want to go beyond that, that uh, association because the religion that the enemy is presenting is an anti-Christ religion. And that anti-Christ religion doesn't even mean that it has to be uh, directly against Christ. It doesn't even mean that it has to be something that is um, what you would call like the exact opposite of Christ. That word anti can also be translated to in place of. 
So whenever somebody worships something that is in place of Jesus Christ, it is by default anti-Christ. And I was talking to Dee about this. We were just talking about um, all of these different seasonal idols that come up. And she was explaining to me how, you know, you get the Halloween season that comes up. You get the Halloween demon. You get the Thanksgiving that brings in the gluttony. Then you get immediately after that comes the commerce. And so so I'm learning these things and I'm thinking about it. And I'm like, man, this, this is a great point that all of these different gods have come to take territory and to compete for the hearts and the worship of man and that's really what it is his goal is not to get you to worship something opposite of christ always the goal is to just get you to worship anything that can replace christ so it can be something as like the example d gave was football you know is it sinful to watch football or to watch a football game no it's not inherently sinful but if you do it in excess and you you idolize it to the point of worship, it becomes a religion because anything you worship becomes a religion. And so there's so many of these different facets that are going on right in our culture today that really have just come to usurp praise, worship, attention, uh, devotion. You know what I mean? You, you put on face paint. You take your shirt off. You put your whole body in some face paint. You done, you done put your whole face. You done uh, tattooed the name of the team on the back of your neck. You got you done cut it. No, you put it on the top of your head. You done give yourself a bald haircut, tattooed your team name on the top of your head. You going out there with the team colors, acting crazy. It's 20 degrees outside and you got your shirt off. You a Vikings fan or something like that. That is worship. That is a religious practice that is devotion right and that's one of the things that we're talking about and so there's so much going on with with this whole idea of religion but there's a few things that i see culturally that are really having a strong influence on people the first being new age right and the other one believe it or not being science okay and then there's this whole idea of the universe, but you can kind of couple the universe off, off into new age because they're kind of one in the same. And so I wrote this blog a long time ago. I was talking about why people like the universe so much more than they like God. And if you're an OG, I'm not going to make you sit through it again. But basically the thing about the universe, let me go ahead and just put the invite in here right now in case we, in case we get running, you know what I'm saying? In case we get running. One of the things about the universe is that the universe doesn't have a personality. The universe, when people speak about the universe, it's something that they fabricated in their mind. So somebody can say the universe and they'll attribute that to, um, oh, yeah, this happened because of the universe. So the universe is such a funny way. Another person can say the same thing about the universe. Because there are no guidelines, there's no structure, there's no religion when it comes to the so-called universe. But when it comes to God, God very much has a personality. God very much tells you in this Bible, he, he very much specifically tells you how he wants you to live, what a blessing is, what a curse is, what causes a blessing or a curse, what his expectation of you is, how he demonstrated his love to you what is proper conduct 
he very much has a very specific way of doing things. If you look in the Old Testament, you look through those Levitical laws, you look through uh, some of the law of Moses, you look through some of the instructions that the Israelites got, very specific, very meticulous, right? Why? Because God was trying to demonstrate to mankind his perfection. God is so perfect that we can't even do the works to actually attain his perfection. So he had to send his son to come down here and do it for us. And now we relate to him through Jesus Christ. Right. He becomes uh, a, a reconciliation between us and man, uh, between a God and man. Right. And so when you have the universe, you don't have to deal with any of that. You just do whatever you want to do. You know what I mean? You just you just practice your karma. Uh, you practice your your uh, good vibes and 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 uh, you you pra practice your returning energy and the energy is off and, and 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 it's gotten so prevalent now and it's gotten so mainstream and so many folks don't even understand what they're doing they don't even understand so many elements of this are witchcraft they really just have no clue some of them do know and they just don't care but the uh, the fact of the matter is. You know, I seen something online one time. Uh, this girl was like, man, I, I could sure go for a low vibration plate. And I'm just like, OK, uh, so the food has vibrations now. And what she's basically saying is she she wants I think what she was saying is that she wants uh, like some soul food, some food that's basically like some Thanksgiving dinner, you know, some biscuits, some gravy, some turkey, some stuffing some greens, you know, some ham hocks, some chitlins. <laughs> I, I know that's way too Southern for some of y'all. <laughs> some of y'all know, some of y'all know what I'm talking about though. Some of y'all know what's up with them chitlins. Man, I tell you, I'm, I'm a, uh, I was laughing around Thanksgiving weekend. You know what I mean? I was over my aunt's in them house. I ain't going to say nothing too bad about them. Uh, but my aunt, my aunt bought some chitlins from Walmart and she was so excited because apparently they had them on sale. You know what I mean? And apparently you couldn't find them anywhere. But she went into Walmart. They had them on sale. It's like $15 a bucket, but it was normally $25. And I'm like, who's paying $25 a bucket for some chitlins? But anyway, I digress. <laughs> she was excited. And I'm just thinking as she buy, I'm like, please don't cook them chitlins. Please don't cook them chitlins. <laughs> <laughs> and thankfully she didn't cook them while we were there. But that's an example of what they would call these religious people would call a low vibration plate. Right. They see it as um, everything now is just about the vibe It's about the energy. It's about all of this superstitious Eastern mysticism that's really come on the scene and occupied the minds of so many people. You know what I mean? That's what's going on. So you got this whole concept of the universe that all ties into the new age, which is another practice that's uh, been around for a long time. But it's really just really starting to resurface into the mainstream. You see people now they are dealing with crystals. They're dealing with waste beads. They're dealing with um, burning sage. They're dealing with basically all of these different type of witchcraft tactics. And so maybe like a year or two ago, I did a solid talk. I said, we're living in the most religious generation that we've seen. 
And the, the thing about that, though, is that the religion is not in the church building. It's not the religion of followers of Christ. Those numbers statistically are actually decreasing. Right. There are less people that are going to church now physically. There are less people that identify as Christian. But the other people and the, and, and the irony is that a lot of them probably wouldn't even consider themselves religious, although they're extremely religious. They are practicing a different type of religion. These are the religions of Baal. These are the religions of Jezebel. These are the religions of Balaam, which we're going to read about in a moment. So. So what I'm saying is when I say that Satan is competing for territory in the religious realm, he's not necessarily infiltrating the church. Now, he is trying and unfortunately in some places having some success of infiltrating the church. But his strategy, which is more successful, is to just go outside of the church, deal with the people that are there. So he's almost has like a sense of evangelism through what through his media through his uh culture through his prophets you know what i mean his his wicked people he's going out and quote unquote winning think it is in reverse winning or snatching let's call it snatching souls from the kingdom of god into the kingdom of darkness with these false religious practices some of these people are unaware some of these people are so deep into it they fully know but this is what we see happening on the regular. He's poaching, right? He's poaching and he's playing a numbers game because he doesn't need everybody to believe in crystals. He doesn't need everybody to believe in, um, you know what I mean, uh, uh, the universe. He doesn't need everybody to believe in Islam. He, does, he doesn't need them all to agree. He just needs them all to agree not to agree with Christianity. And that's basically what I talk about on this channel all the time, what I call the religion of tolerance, right? Um, ultimately, when it's all said and done, this antichrist religion, when this uh, figure comes on the scene, he's going to be advocating what's, what's basically going to be a religion of tolerance, meaning that uh, we allow you to do anything you want. Just don't put any rules or restrictions on us. The problem with that is that the Bible says when the enemy comes in like a flood, the spirit of the Lord will lift up a standard against it. So God has a standard. Don't get it twisted. God definitely has think a way that he wants mankind to live. He doesn't want us to wing it. But with the, uh, the satanic belief, do as thou wilt, thelema, do as thou wilt shall be the whole of the law. That basically means do whatever you want to do and it's going to be all good. And that is the prevailing religion. If you wanted to not, uh, if you wanted to look at it another way, aside from tolerance, you could think of it as the religion of self. When God calls us out into being a follower of Christ, he's calling us into self-denial. The two main things he has called us to do is to love the Lord thy God with all your mind, heart, soul, and strength, and to love your neighbor as you love yourself. Both of those two things require self-denial. But if you look between the lines, right, and I actually wrote a blog about this recently now, I think about it, um, about this idea of happiness, right? 
if you really look at a lot of the ideologies that we see that gain a lot of popularity, it's all self-oriented. It's just this idea of uh, man, uh, self-care. Now, let, now, let me qualify. You know, you, when you when you got a YouTube channel, you got to qualify everything because somebody take anything you say and act like they ain't got an ounce of common sense. I'm not saying that you should not practice self-care. I'm not saying that you should not feel good about yourself. But there's a perversion that's happening in the land of an of a, an egregious amount of self-care, a perverted amount of self-esteem, right to the point where. Um, you can live in sin and somebody will empower you while you're in your sin. So if you weigh 400 pounds and, you know, you you bought a hamburger away from a heart attack, God forbid, somebody, the right thing to do is for that person to get saved and get delivered from gluttony and slothfulness, right? What the society does, which is the religion of the beast, he says, no, you don't have to do that because if we criticize that person we're fat shaming them and so he says no you can't say anything about anybody because this is a religion of tolerance anytime you you uh, objectively criticize anybody or correct or rebuke or reprove anybody that is intolerant that's bigotry that's unwarranted in our society and you're using a shaming tactic so every, so nobody can get shamed except the people that allegedly do the shaming, <laughs> right? See how he has it backwards. And then in this religion that the devil has, this religion of tolerance, I mentioned everybody's tolerating everything else, but that religion also includes the tolerance of sin. So his religion promotes death. So if you got this person, same example, they 400 pounds, 500 pounds, my 600 pound life. And this person um, is now not having anybody come and correct them in love. What that's going to do is it's going to empower them to continuously live in a cycle of death. God's way of the way man should live religiously, right, if we want to use that word, is a religion that leads to life. Correction leads to life. That's one of the things that we see in the book of Proverbs. It says, you know, chasing your child. Um, it says that the, the, the heart of the child this I could just paraphrase. The heart of the child is bound right to foolishness, but the rod of correction shall drive it out of him. So when your child gets on this earth, because your child is just going to be a self-centered natural man, natural woman, you know, natural boy, natural girl, everything they do is going to be centered around what they want. They're going to do things that lead to death. If you leave a child to his devices and you say what you want for dinner, he's eating pizza every night. He's staying up playing video games until he, he might not even go to sleep. <laughs> I was about to say four in the morning. He might not even go to sleep. You know what I mean? Because you leave that person to their devices and what one of the things that Satan knows, he says, if I get these these humans, they they have I, ha, I have successfully annihilated the family structure, generally speaking. Right. Uh, we talked about that when we first started this series. 
So he got that out the way. Now what that means is they have an ear for me to get to them because the Bible says what faith comes by hearing. Now, the Bible says and hearing by the word of God, because that's what God wants us to do. He wants us to share the gospel so that people hear it and then they believe the word of God. But if you really just look at that first clause, it says faith comes by hearing. So if faith comes by hearing, that means that somebody can hear something else. And place their faith in that. So he says, nah, uh, the enemy says, no, nah, you're not a slut. Um, if somebody say that to you, you're slut. They're, they're just slut shaming and they're wrong. They're just telling you what God said. So effectively, he's saying that God is wrong. And then he gets that person to believe that that person is antichrist and they don't even know it. They actually think that they're a good human being because they're under this religion of tolerance. So we're tolerating anything except Christianity. We're tolerating any sin. Anything goes because who's to say what's right and wrong? And this is where we get into this whole idea of um, man being given over to a reprobate mind. Because effectively, man is a creature. That means that he's dependent upon something to keep him alive. He's dependent upon something to sustain him, right? Otherwise, he would wither away and die. So every human being has faith in something and they have dependence in something. And the enemy's goal religiously is to snatch your faith and your dependence away from God and to place it in anything else but that. Anything else but that. And so we see this happening a lot. We see this going on um, politically. We see it going on socially. Um, and he's really starting early now in the schools. You really think about this, um, talking about these, these, these religions. The other one is science, right, that I mentioned. Now, if we recall science, how we were taught it in school, science is supposed to be objectively factual. In, okay, so this is interesting because it's really getting to the fundamental of science, right? Um, a lot of science is hypothetical, right? Even the science that, that we believe popularly, right? It's kind of like you do a lot of testing and a lot of testing and then you come to a conclusion. Some science uh, is objectively factual as, it, as if it can be, it should be. But, you know, I was looking the other day, talking about this yesterday, about this idea of um, transgender, right? And when you really think about this, it takes a lot of faith to believe in that belief system. I'm calling it a belief system. We don't see it as a belief system, but that's a belief system. It's a religious belief that I am physically a man. But my being and my essence is a woman. It's almost like saying spiritually or my soul is a, a woman or spiritually I'm a woman, even though I'm in the physical body of a man. And the people that will tell you this will have no clue that is that is a religious belief. But for somebody to actually think that. Because it doesn't make any sense for somebody to actually think that. Um takes great faith that takes like centurion faith 
to believe that. That takes like the faith of the woman who reached out and touched the hem of his garment. You know what I mean? And and I'm joking, but it really does. It really does take that amount of faith. Um, and so we see this happening. He's starting it in the schools now. Um, public school system. As I said in the beginning of this talk, the thing about the religion is not about the four walls of the church. The, the, the schools, some of them are effectively churches because the word education see we got this 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 thing that we do we associate the word education directly with school education is simply just what somebody learns and how somebody is brought up and what they are taught to know let me look up the definition of education hopefully they ain't changing you know how they do education the act or process of educating or being educated the knowledge or skill obtained or developed by a learning process a program of instruction of a specific kind or level you don't have to be in school for that the first place of education is the home but what's happened is when when he destroyed the home and sent all the kids to school and i'm not saying that you know you can't send your kid Go to your school, find out what they're teaching at your school, find out if that teacher is crazy or not. Find out if you can leave your kid there or take your school out. Be active, be intentional. Look at the homework, see what they're teaching them. But if you are in one of these wicked schools, that's nothing more than an, in, than an indoctrination center to indoctrinate them into an antichrist religion. So it's 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 a religion. That's all it really boils down to. I'm doing a little bit of chat. We had 727. God bless everybody joining in. God is amazing. He is truly worthy to be praised. I'm gonna get to a few comments. We're about halfway through. Glory to God. Sister uh, Marcia says, happy birthday to all in November babies and December babies. God bless. I second that emotion. I was happy birthday to Sister Roxanne before we got on. God has just been so good. Just allow us to see another year. Sister Marsha says religion is probably the most dangerous addiction I've ever witnessed in my life. Wow. Now, I suspect you can correct me if I'm wrong that you're talking about like like uh, religious religion. And I'm going to get to that right after we do these comments. Right. So you're talking about like the church. And I agree with you that religion can be very addictive. As Sister Sharon always says, religion is more addictive than crack cocaine. <laughs> oh, man. I'm oh, sorry. Y'all know. <laughs> Y'all know I'm going to grow up one day. I promise I will. <laughs> but every time she say that, it just make me crack up laughing. <laughs> man, God is just so good. Um, Marsha says the universe and or spirituality, but they would never say Jesus Christ. Yeah. Like one of the memes say when somebody say they spiritual, you guys ask what which one? <laughs> like you spirit, what type of spirit is it? Is it the Holy Spirit or is it some other spirit? Absolutely. Oh, his past says they call it a higher power. She says there's no accountability when it comes to the universe. There really isn't. There's no accountability. Everything is helter skelter. Everything is is uh, 
karma, which biblically speaking, sowing and reaping is a biblical concept. So it's not uh, inherently wrong what they're saying. You know, uh, it's a biblical principle, but it's in the wrong context, right? There's a difference between sowing and reaping and karma because there's a different spirit behind it. Oh, I think I got cramped my leg. Okay, I think it's gone. I hope I worked out my legs today. Y'all know I don't work out like I should. So I, <laughs> it's my first time doing legs in a long time. So let's pray that I don't have a cramp doing this uh, solid talk. Yeah, lack of knowledge. People perish for lack of knowledge. Marsha says humans can reproduce only human life, but the Holy Spirit gives birth to spiritual life. John three and six. Amen. Passage believers were saying it's we're saying it too in regard to low vibration vibrations plate. It's catchy. It's tricky. You know what I'm saying? I, I catch myself every now and then, you know, you want to say the little energy and you know, return the energy, and you know, it's 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 a vernacular to it, just like any religion. There's a lingo, there's a vernacular, you know, there's an appeal uh to to a carnal mind it makes sense you know what i mean like but yeah we we as believers we should be separate from that we should be separate from that okay ashkenazi says hey everybody i'm sick of hearing about their vibes here a vibe their vibe everywhere vibe vibe e-i-e-i-o <laughs> that was funny sister <laughs> lord have mercy man but there's a lot Yes, Sister Irene says that religion is the religion of tolerance and inclusion. You know, at my job, I try not to talk about it too much on here. It's one of the reasons I like being a small fry, though. I can pretty much say whatever I want about anybody, and they're not going to watch it. Um, they are, uh, we we have a new, uh, I'm going to keep it a certain type of way. <laughs> we have a new director whose main priority is diversity, equity, inclusion, and accountability, right? I listened to the presentation of it. It actually sounds pretty good on the surface. The whole idea about it is everybody should be able to contribute. We work better when we're more diverse. Maybe. I can see some strengths in that. I'm going to be honest. I can see some strengths in that. Um, but once again, the perversion, you know, and, and the reason why I say I, you know, I was a little iffy about that, because I think we work better when the best people are doing whatever they're good at. So you put the best people in the, who do the best. And that's when you get the best outcome, regardless of color, race, sex or any of that. Uh, this whole idea of equity is like we're going to make we're going to fit a, a round peg into a square hole. And we're just going to make it work. We're going to fit this square square peg into this round hole, whether it fits or not. And we're just going to bank on it being a better outcome. Uh, it's not the most efficient thing. But at the same time, I can see benefit in somebody else or, or allowing other people to bring something to the table. So I'm not gung ho about uh, equity and inclusion, but I'm also not. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm kind of like, I could I, let's, you know, let's let's use wisdom. That being said, the perversion of it, because the email that went out basically said um, that 
what we're to do now, we have to respect uh, people's gender identities and that they're going to be given a training on it. Now, y'all already know me. I'm not going for it. You know what I mean? I'm just not going for it. Uh, what that training is going to look like, I don't know. If it's a training where, you know, we got to go sit down in a meeting somewhere and I can just listen in, sign in, listen in and just whatever. And then data dump everything they tell me. Cool. If it's the type of training, which is a lot of trainings we do take where you got to do something online and they take you through this course and you got to answer some questions. Then you got to do a signature at the end saying that I agree with all of this. I'm not doing that. Because it's going to compromise my my salvation. It's going to compromise my walk with the Lord. And I can't afford to do that. You know, a lot of folks say I can't afford to lose my job. I can't afford to lose, to compromise my relationship with the Lord. This life is just a vapor. I don't know how long I'm going to be down here, but I know compared to eternity, it's just a drop in the bucket. So I'm going to do my time down here. Like I say, sometimes I feel like I'm doing a bid down here. I'm going to do my bid. I'm going to hold it down. I ain't going to snitch. I ain't going to compromise. You know what I'm saying? I ain't going to sell out. I'm going to do my time. And then I'm going to go to eternal life, everlasting life. And I'm going to have a high time in the Lord. You know what I mean? And whatever pain and anguish I go through, whatever sufferings I go through, it's going to be worth it. There's a scripture talks about Jesus says that he endured. He endured uh, basically like the shame and the suffering. Because he knew the glory that awaited him. And the only way that you can resist something like that, the type of training that they're trying to do at my job, is you have to have a blessed hope of salvation. You have to have faith that what God told you in his word about eternal life is what he has for you. And even if you don't wait until then, you have to have faith, as God says, Matthew 6 and 33, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and everything else will be added unto you. He knows you're hungry. He knows that you need clothes. He knows that you need shelter. I've been young and now I'm old and I've never seen the righteous forsaken. So God is in control. It might not be ideal. Yeah, I'm going to milk it as long as I can. <laughs> you know, as long as the Lord allows me and as long as they allow me, I'm milking it. But, you know, the more that this religion begins to usher in, because like I said, it ain't just in the church building. The, the religion, the, the main worship services is out and about. The worship services are in the jobs and in the schools and in the media. That's where his that's where Satan's uh, worship services are. He got a few of them in the church, unfortunately, or what we call the church. But, uh, yeah, he's really doing his business out there in the world. And so I can't afford that. I, I, I just can't do it. I have to believe God is going to make a way, even if it's not comfortable. Even if it's not comfortable. Right. And what that means is we got to we got to kind of. Uh, we got to kind of uh, approach this thing like a death walk, meaning that. I'm not so bound by my desires that I'm controlled by my desires. If I got to eat two meals instead of three meals, if, if I go from breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and now I can only eat lunch and dinner, 
or I can only eat breakfast and dinner. I have to not be bound by my belly so much and my appetite so much that I can endure that. Is it enough to sustain me? Yeah, it is. Most of us in America, we live in excess. We live in luxury. And we're starting to see the consequence of luxury. Because it's just allowed us to take our attention away from God. So, But that's how it's always been with humans. Y'all read the Old Testament. It's just been like that. It's been like that. It's just human nature, unfortunately. But we need to operate in our spiritual nature. Marsha says he needs them to coexist, referring to those uh, various religions and tolerances. Here's a scripture. John 3 and 20. Oh, I read this one. No, no, we didn't. All who do evil hate the light and refuse to go near it for their sins will be exposed. John 3 and 20. Sister Irene says in the last days, people will become lovers of self. Self has become another God. That is a great point, sister. That's what it says right in the scripture. Lovers of selves. We're in a selfie generation. Just a selfie, selfish self-absorbed generation you know what i mean um and it's 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 vain it's empty marcia says but his just john 3 and 21 but those who do what is right come to the light so that others can see that they are doing what god wants here's a scripture second timothy 3 and 4 they will find their delight in the pleasures of this world more than the pleasures of loving God, man. Ashkenazi says, FYI, for many, many decades, the name of the Freemason monthly magazine was the new age. I understand the Mason stopped using that title around 30 years ago. I suppose people were getting hip to it. That's interesting. I got a buddy I went to work with at my old job. Um, he called me, a couple week, couple week, no, yeah, maybe like a week or two ago, he called me, and he was just like, "Let me just get to the point." Basically, he had joined the Freemasons, and he told me that they had a very important election coming up, and he asked me to pray for this particular person that was running. He said the person that was running is a Christian, and uh, I guess what my former co-worker was kind of getting to is he understands that there's some corrupt people or some wicked people in the Masons, but I guess he considers himself a Christian. And then this guy who's running for this particular position, a Christian. And I guess he's saying they want to like, I guess infiltrate the organization and use it for good or maybe not infiltrate it, but just make godly decisions. And I just kind of told him, uh, I said, you know, um, that's like a thing where you could just have any religion in the Masons, right? And he was like, yeah, da, 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 da. So I got off the phone with him. I just said, you know, Lord, I'm not going to pray for that. <laughs> I mean, I kind of told him I pray for. I said, what I'm going to pray is that whatever you want to happen, just happen. Whether it be destroying that organization, whether it be the dude leaving, what, like, but I'm not praying for, um, something having to do with the advancement of the Freemason organization. There's a uh, YouTube video I watched 
and it's by a sister. I think her name is like Titus or something like that. I don't know what her name is, but um, you've probably seen her channel. She has a relatively popular YouTube channel. Um, more popular than mine, that's for sure. <laughs> so you probably seen it. And what she was talking about, she did an interview. I'm about to share it with you real quick. But she did an interview with the woman who was a Delta. And I'm bringing up the Delta in relation to the Freemason because all of these are secret societies, right? And I'm going to give it away pretty much. But she was talking about how these people would haze them. We know about that. But this girl said that they made them eat dog food. They would slap them in the face. They had them running errands at any given time. They have them out late at night, like four in the morning, and they had to get up for class at like eight, be in, be in class by like eight. Basically, just giving these people a hard time. She said at any given time, any of them, if they saw you on campus, they could just abduct you. Whether it was the the their organization or whether it was their brother organization, I can't remember who they, who their brothers are, the Qs or I don't know the whoever the Kappas. I don't keep up with that stuff. Um, but it was just hazing, you know what I mean? Just hazing. And then she went into detail about what the actual pledge and what the actual book says, and how the book really is similar to the Bible. The book, you know, one of one of them, one example that she gave. Let me find this thing. Y'all know I can't talk and do do stuff at the same time. One example that she gave was thirteen. Yeah, her channel name is Miss Titus Two. But it was a uh, First Corinthians thirteen. And, you know, it talks about like, you know, love is patient or charity. Love is patient. Love is kind. It keeps no regular wrongdoing. It does not envy, does not boast. They took all of that and replaced it with the Delta, whatever that goddess is. And then they actually pledged their allegiance to that, that goddess that rules over that organization. And the people in it will tell you, oh, it's not a religion. It's a good organization. Da, 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 da. And they will consider themselves Christians. But they're not, or at a minimum, well, not at a minimum, they're not, or at best case scenario, which is still worse, they're worshiping, actually, it might be worse to do this. They're actually worshiping a false God while they're trying to worship God at the same time. And all of this is religious. Sororities, fraternities, those are religions of the beast. Excessive sports worship. That, that's the religion of the beast excessive celebrity worship that's the religion of the beast excessive idolatry to politics basically anytime you choose to worship anything other than god that's what he's content with so i just shared that article excuse me not article that video is called x delta exposes horrific sorority hazing opening a new tab keep watching my stream but yeah it's a good watch it's about an hour and 45 minutes watching on two times fast like you should watch my stuff and um you'll be able to see some of the things that the girl was saying in there and while she was having it because it was a live stream some of the sorority sisters came on there and started basically like getting at her like oh you you 
talking crazy and all of this type of stuff. Because when you come up against somebody's God, they're going to defend their God. Now, the interesting thing about our God, I don't know if y'all feel this way, <laughs> but personally, I don't I never feel any obligation. Not a strong obligation to defend God, like not at least in a violent way or anything like that. It's just kind of like, I know I have the great pearl. I don't need to, you know, I, I would like to convince you. But if you're going to be foolish and not listen or not hear me out, like, that's your loss, not mine. But it's not like if somebody say something about Jesus, I'm like, oh, yeah, no, no, I'm going to knock you upside the head. It's nothing like that. Because I know that my God can defend himself, right? I don't got to do a uh, YouTube doesn't like that word. I ain't got to strap a backpack to myself and blow myself up for my God. Because if you want to kill somebody, he can just take their breath away. Like, I don't have to do that. Um, he can do that himself. But when somebody is serving a false God, because these false gods um, don't hold the same power as the true and living God, they now feel obligated that, oh, man, that's my idol. So I got to defend my idol because da, 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 da. People do this with anything, sports teams, musicians, um, organizations. Man, I'm willing to die for them pretty much. That's how folks carry it because we're dealing with a lot of religious people that don't even know that they're religious. <laughs> Sorry, cookies kicking, kick, cookies kicking there. All right, let me get through some more of these comments and then we're going to get to the last part of this discussion. Yes, my God will make a way. At the end of the day, that's all we got to be concerned about, that God will make a way. D says, Yahweh hates syncretism, period. No other gods. He said what he said. Well, that's the thing. You know, one of the, uh, one of the names that God specifically said, he said, my name is Jealous. You know what I mean? It's like you have been in, you ever be in a relationship or something like that, and somebody be like, "Oh, you the jealous type, or you insecure, blah 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 blah." <laughs> it's kind of like a gaslighting type. I don't want to say it's gaslighting, but it can be a gaslighting tactic. You know what I mean? Um, I don't have an issue with that because I'm like, if I'm gonna be with you, I'm gonna be with you. Yeah, I'm jealous. I'm jealous and I'm insecure. <laughs> I'm all that. Now I'm not saying God is insecure. But uh, God is jealous. He says it himself, and he doesn't have any issue admitting that he's the jealous type. You know, it's just, you know, but folks, folks are caught up in things. One of them being caught, being caught up in self. You know, I've been doing a little bit more Instagram reels on, on both Instagrams, actually. The music one, you can follow me at Greg Major Music. Just follow me. I follow you back. Um, if I don't follow you back, just say, hey, you know, Greg, follow me back and I'll do it. Ain't no issue to me. Um, but then on the manifestation channel, I've been doing a little bit more short encouragement reels. And one particular reel has been doing exceptionally well, like way better than any of the other reels that I did. And today I was thinking about it like, you know, that was a good word that the Lord gave me. 
but I put out another word that's, that hasn't gotten nearly as much traction, right? And I thought that that was just as good of a word. But the one that's been doing well, it starts off this way. It says, what if I told you that you had a superpower? The one that has not been doing well, it starts off this way. Some of y'all... <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, man, let me not do no more encouragement. It's not all like that. <laughs> but what it said, it says some of y'all been looking for your purpose, right? Some of y'all been been trying to find your purpose, been trying to find a job. But it was just like some of y'all. But then the one that did well was, what if I told you that you had a superpower? And even though they're both words from the Lord, there's nothing wicked about the words. I started thinking about the fact that people gravitated toward that message more because it related to them and themselves. It related to their selves. What if I told you that you had a superpower? And so uh, it's, you know, uh, people benefited from the message, right? And I, and I praise God for that, um, as they should. But I was just thinking about that. Like, it was just that kind of appeal to the flesh. And when I put, when I made the video, I wasn't even thinking about it that way. But it wasn't until after the success, I was like, man, this whole, you know, when people want to hear something about them, you know what I mean? Then it's like, oh, I'm going to listen. Oh, wait, what? I got a superpower. I, I thought, you know what I'm saying? I just thought I was just some... Do it from Indianapolis, but I got a superpower, right? And so it's just a human type thing, but that shows you that religion, that pull of the religion of self, how prevalent it is today. Um, I think I'm pretty much caught up to the comments. I see two more. Ashkenazi says, I don't know what they were caught doing, but four years ago, the Tri Delta sorority at Indiana University was expelled from campus for 10 years. Even other sororities called the Tri-Deltas vile on social media. You know, I don't know what that woman in the video went through, but I could just kind of tell, like, it's probably some other stuff she did that she just really don't want to say. And I don't believe that everybody need to say everything about everything. Because the old folks say, can't tell it all. <laughs> <laughs> can't tell it all you know what i mean now there's there's a lot because we overcome by our, the word of our testimony so there's a you know we gotta die to self you know die to self right take ego out of the equation let god be glorified but personally i just think it's certain things that you know what i'm saying just 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 take that one keep that one with you and the lord you know give us give us 85% keep that other 15% to yourself but who knows you know that could have been it but i just kind of got that that sense because i know that a lot more happens in those organizations richie richie said robin richie says their carnal instincts kicked in to receive it because they eternalized it wow Interesting. D says the superpower sale is the whole marketing strategy of the Church of Scientology. I got to learn about that Church of Scientology. I don't really know too much about it. I know Tom Cruise was in it, some people in Hollywood, but you have to school me on that, sister. 
Robin says, correct. Jesus even instructed his disciples when and what not to disclose. Wow. That's a way to look at it. Man, let's uh let's 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 come in at the finish line with this last thing that we're gonna look at a little bit. I'm gonna go to Revelation. And what I want to do, because I talked about how church, uh, excuse me, religion is more than church, contrary to popular belief. But now I do want to take a moment to actually talk about the church, right? Talk about the church. And what I want to do is I want to read the way that Jesus addressed the churches in the book of Revelation. We might not read all of them, but there's a couple that I specifically want to read, at least one that I know I want to read. And um, it talks about infiltration. It talks about infiltration. Um, I, I guess I need to bring it up on the screen for everyone to see. So let me do that. Glory to the living God. I hope everybody is doing all right. God is just good. You know what I mean? He's amazing. Um, look, I, the Bible say, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. So y'all see, I'm just be trying to find out the, I'm just trying to find how to get to this website and I'm praising God. Cause look, I'm saying if you ain't got nothing else to do, just praise God. Um, Unto the angel of the church. Can I move myself? No, I can't move myself. All right, that's that's not bad. Unto the angel of the church of Ephesus write, These things says he that holds the seven stars in his right hand, who walked in the midst of the seven golden candlesticks. I know your works and your labor and your patience and how you can't stand, excuse me, how you can't stand, my bad, how you cannot bear let me just read it and how thou canst not bear them which are evil and thou hast tried them which say they are apostles and are not and has found them liars so the first thing we learn about um this particular church is that there are some people who have infiltrated this church who claim to be apostles jesus says that they're not that these people have found them to be liars. Look at verse three and has borne and has patience. And for my name's sake has labored and has not fainted. Nevertheless, I have somewhat against thee because thou has left thy first love. Remember therefore from where you are fallen and repent and do the first works or else I will come unto thee quickly and will remove thy candlestick out of his place, except thou repent. But this thou has that thou hatest the deeds of the Nicolaitans which I also hate. So, you know, Jesus is giving his progress report. He tells them what they're doing well, what they could work on better and what they need to do. He references the Nicolaitans. Um, from what I've heard people say, these are basically religious folks. And he's saying, one thing that I like about you is that you don't like those religious folks. And in this context, I'm talking about people who do empty works to conceptually please God, but their heart is not with those works. It's not birthed out of faith. It's birthed out of obligation and out of a desire to um, do what they think they're supposed to be doing. Um, he talks about 
a couple of other churches, right? One in particular I want to get to is the church of Pergamum. So we're going to go down to verse 12. And to the angel of the church in Pergamos write, these things saith he which have the sharp sword with two edges. I know your works and where you live and where Satan's seat is. And you hold fast my name and have not denied my faith. Even in those days wherein Antipas was my faithful martyr who was slain among you where Satan dwells. So basically this person named Antipas died for the gospel and it could have caused them to lose their faith. But he says, you kept the faith even when this person died among you. Look at 14. He says, but I have a few things against thee because thou hast there them that hold the doctrine of Balaam. Now, what did Balaam do? Who taught Balak, who taught Balak to cast a stumbling block before the children of Israel to eat things sacrificed unto idols and to commit fornication. It says, so has thou also them that hold the doctrine of the Nicolaitans, which thing I hate. Repent or else I will come unto thee quickly and will fight against them with the sword of my mouth. So basically, Jesus is saying that they're dealing with this doctrine of Balaam. What do, where do we know Balaam from? Balaam is in the book of Numbers. He was a prophet of God, but he was compromised and somebody was trying to get him to curse God's people. And what Balaam said, he said, man, I can't curse God's people because they're blessed. But what I can do is I can get them to curse themselves. How did he do it? Eating things, sacrifice unto idols and committing fornication. In other words, false God worship. Worship of self. Worship of uncleanness, worship of idols, idolatry. And so this is another tactic that Satan is doing today. He's getting people to pretend like they're prophets of God. I don't know. Some of them, may, maybe they're like Be uh, uh, Balaam. Maybe some of them might have been called by God, but they're just compromised. And so they teach a perverted gospel. And it be, it brings what the Bible calls a mixture. God does not like mixture. Um, so he talks about that. And then the last church that we're going to read is the next one, which is in verse 18. And unto the angel of the church in Thyatira write, These things saith the Son of God, who has his eyes like unto a flame of fire, and his feet are like fine brass. I know thy works and charity and service and faith and thy patience and thy works and the last to be more than the first. Notwithstanding, I have a few things against thee because thou sufferest, in other words, tolerate that woman Jezebel, which calls herself a prophetess to do what? To teach and seduce my servants to commit fornication and to eat things sacrificed unto idols. The same thing that uh Balaam did what's the difference you see the difference there's a word seduce see Balaam convinces see Balaam teaches see Balaam is said taught okay it might have said that with Jezebel too let me see something real quick 
My bad. She teaches too. Okay. But uh, the, the major distinction is that the verb with her is seduce. So you have what the Bible calls seducing spirits. And that's what's going on today. Same objective. Worship something other than God. Commit fornication. Eat things sacrificed unto idols. Look at 21. He says, and I gave her space to repent of her fornication, and she repented not. Behold, I will cast her into a bed, and them that commit adultery with her into great tribulation, except they repent of their deeds. I will kill her children with death. And all the churches shall know that I am he which search of the reins and hearts. And I will give unto every one of you according to your works. So listen, this ain't Bible study. So we ain't going to get too deep into that. But that shows you how it's infiltrated the church. The church should not be worshiping other gods. You can be in a church building and somebody can be teaching you because both Jezebel and Balaam taught. But what they taught them wasn't in accordance to the will of God and to the word of God. So what that means is everything that you're being taught, you should be lining it up with the word in your private study time. Rightly dividing the word of truth. The Bible says, study to show thyself approved, right? It doesn't say, it doesn't say just sit up and let's now, now God has given us teachers. He's given us pastors. He's given us prophets, evangelists. He's given us a lot of wonderful gifts that we should be thankful for. But in addition to all of that, he also says, study to show yourself approved, right? A workman that needed not be ashamed. What does that mean? It means that if somebody asks you something about the Bible, if you don't have the confidence to really speak on it, it means that you're ashamed in that area. Right. And I'm not saying that that uh, everybody needs to be a Bible scholar and you need to know A to Z front to back Genesis to Revelation. Um, but you should know whatever God is teaching you in that season. And you should know the fundamentals of the faith. You should know the elementary doctrines. So it's a lot to go on. Listen, I'm already at eight o'clock. We're not going to do it too much. But I just wanted to kind of talk about that as we kind of round out these series. We got two more left. We're just going to see what it's, what it's doing. <laughs> Glory to God. I appreciate everybody joining in, hopping on real quick. I'm going to try to do a little bit better getting these um, topics out in case folks do want to join in. That's why we're using this stream yard here, because it allows folks to just come in. Of course, we got the other option. If folks prefer to call in, I can do that as well. Um but God is amazing. Let's round out with a few comments and then we'll wrap it up. Jasmine says, I don't know why you aren't more popular because your talks are solid. <laughs> That's all right. You know what I mean? It is what it is. I ain't, I ain't even going to worry about it. Uh, we're going to do some new things in 2023. You know what I mean? We're going to do some new things in 2023. So I'm looking forward to that. Um, And, and really, I be doing a lot. You know, I'm doing this. I'm doing music. I'm doing... Um, videography. I'm doing my my nine to five job. Uh, it's a lot of little stuff I be doing and stuff like that. And so, uh, what I really want to do is just really get more streamlined in terms of adding value to um, this channel. You know what I mean to this channel. 
But uh, we're going to be getting way more into the arts next year. Way more. Uh, Ashkenazi says, I was told 20 years ago that Indiana University Law School teaches a class on Nicolaitan ethics, whatever the heck that is. Man. Yeah, Indiana. In Indiana is a very wicked. In, in Diana is a very wicked state. Yeah, I don't know much about Indiana, but I look, this whole... <laughs> <laughs> this whole nation needs prayer. Sister Robert says, to God be the glory. Continue blessings for your virtual ministry. I subscribe to you. Well, praise God. I appreciate that, sister. God bless you. God is amazing. Well, listen, family, I thank y'all for hanging out with me a little bit. You know, I had to teach for about five minutes, but God is good. Uh, enjoying this series. Um, you know, we'll see what's on the horizon. My goal next year for Solid Talk, I'm going to say this quick because my computer about to die. My goal next year for Solid Talk, I want the majority of my Solid Talks to have guests. You know, so what that means is I'm going to have to be, uh, uh, be sociable and be a networker. So pray for me in that regard. Uh, contrary to popular belief, uh, I'm a bit of an introvert. And I'm going to tell this one little funny story we was laughing at earlier. And then I'm going to get off here. Nate invited me to a... Uh, <laughs> Nate invite, Brother Nate invited me to a... Uh, function at his church last night it was impromptu but i live right around the corner from his church so they were having basically something for the kids they were doing a holiday thing y'all know i'm not a big holiday guy but i go out there and have a little fun and um you know uh the young they were doing it and then the young adults were you know kind of throwing it so we were kind of having a little fun as they were having fun and I don't, I don't attend Nate's church, but I know a couple people that go there because I I've been to his church a lot. But let me say I'm not a member of Nate's church. But anyway, y'all get the point. So, um, earlier in the week, I saw this meme that said, "When introverts are called the wrong name," and then in the real, it wasn't a meme; it was a real. In the real, <laughs> the dude, somebody basically called the dude the wrong name. And uh, he just like accepted it and kept going on. And so last night when Nate introduced me to everybody, when I first walked in, he introduced me as Greg. Even when we were done, uh, Kevin prayed out, Elder Kevin prayed out, said, I thank Greg for coming through. That was cool. You know what I mean? But then at the end, um, this this girl that was there, you know, like this young adult who was there, she uh, addressed me. Is Gary. And at first, I didn't even know who she was talking to, but she was just like, Gary, such and such and such and such. Oh, something, something she was saying to me. And I just like, for a second, I was like, in my mind, I was like, I really should tell her that my name is Greg. <laughs> but I was like, you know what? I'm just going to be Gary tonight. I'm, I'm Gary. Nice to meet you. <laughs> so anyway, that was a little stupid story. But I'm going to get off here. Clearly, I've been on too long. That's all I have in this Solid Talk family. You all take care and be blessed. Culture can't keep me in check. In from beginning, gotta tell us what's next. True believers, they can come and connect. Call in or even come as a guest and show each other respect. I keep it solid. I'm dropping knowledge. Wisdom, understanding, just like you done went to college. Devil know we working. His goal is to try to stop it. Helmet of salvation and shield of faith that'll block it. Controversial topics, just to keep it honest. Truth hit hard, just like it's a blunt object. Culture living. Godless, I can't even call it. We in the last days, Babylon is falling. 
don't kill the messenger I can't mess with ya Points got a plethora This life will keep on testing ya Let's walk and get the best of ya I'm trying to tell you bruh All the around the shell we say We trying to get the rest Speaking of ya Speaking out loud in depth Cancel culture can't keep me in check In from beginning gotta tell us what's next True believers they can come and connect Call in or even come as a guest And show each other respect Spiritual wickedness in high places Trying to cause division with the people and the races Jesus gave commission, say go out to all the nations So we streaming live on television and the stations No, we taking off like asteroids up in the spaces The cross was Eddie Murphy, Dan Aykroyd, we trading places The lost must understand that we cannot be void of graces So we preach it to a generation that is faithless Understand his greatness, ancient of the ages Written on my heart, the red letters of the pages, the blood of Jesus covers all my sin and it erases. I pleaded and believe it, so it covers all my bases. Speaking out loud in depth, cancel culture can't keep me in check. In from beginning, gotta tell us what's next. True believers, they can come and connect. Call in or even come as a guest and show each other respect. Try and keep my sanity amongst calamity. Social media, nothing more than narcissistic vanity. PC culture on a mission, and they try to cancel me, but I know Jesus gonna. Keep me covered like a canopy Blood give me amnesty No I can't handle me Not where I wanna be But best believe I plan to be Flesh wrestle against the spirit Main event and slambery So I need them every day This daily, weekly, annually Iron sharp as iron So I'm strengthened by my brethren We may not meet down here But guarantee the link in heaven The born again and righteous Are the ones he's gonna let in Let's keep the faith And be amongst the saints When they step in